Welcome to, to the, the Clam Bake! How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam I'm Angela Gallner. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Stiddle. And I almost missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be better feminists. Damn it. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Because being a human is tough. Being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. Yeah, it is. Let's get talking. Yeah. Welcome to the Clambake Clam. Welcome. How you doing, Ange? I'm doing so great. I'll, I, this is my second most starstruck episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, we have all, we, we'll, let's just get into let's it. Let's just get into I it. I didn't know if I was allowed to talk. Yes, you talk, girl. You talk. Yeah, talk, talk, talk. You're here. Well, Molly I'm flattered hockey. and blushing. Oh, good. Me Molly, too. Molly Hockey. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Thank Molly you. Hockey is here. We'll introduce you so people know who you are and your voice and everything. <laughs> so you're amazing, talented actor, comedian, writer, content creator. Yes, gone viral many times. We'll get into why. I first met, I don't know if you remember this, but I was your waitress at Edendale, and I was like, are you Molly from The Bachelor? Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I don't remember, but oh, that's, that's fucking fine. awesome. I was very excited. That makes excited. me feel so special. Well, you were very, you're a very <laughs> famous so young lady. Edendale, we were like, what, out front? Out front. I think I, I think I remember the day, because mm. during, if it was during that time mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. I was with a couple girls. I don't remember. That sounds right. I was, <laughs> it was a couple years ago. Sitting out year, in the sun. Year and a half. And I was drinking a little bit. Oh, Great. Nice. That That's what you like should do there. Beautiful day. Oh, those were stressful days making those things. <laughs> yeah. But we'll, well talk I about bet. that later. Yeah. Like and I don't even remember how I met you. It's just it like. It must have been IO. I, yeah. But like, I don't remember the moments. Those mm. IO West days just like are all a blur at this yeah. point. Yeah. I'm going to move this so I can see move your it. eyes. Yeah, we're adjusting the mics. We're adjusting the mics. I want to see your eyes. Yeah, there's your face. I'm very very short. No. But, you know. (laughs) I mean, okay. I probably was like starstruck watching you on stage. Get out of here, you guys. It's probably when I was an improv student watching watching shows or interning for credit to be able to study improv. You guys are so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love it. Well, our first question for everybody is, are you a feminist? Why or why not? Mm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I know this question. I knew it was going to happen, and I felt like I should have prepared, but I didn't. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but, but my first thought is um, I think that feminism in my world is the default, and, and I don't understand anybody that's not. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a household where – you know, that's just how it was. My mom was a feminist. She um, she was the working woman in the family. My dad stayed at home. Oh, there wow. were five of us in the house when I when I was born. There's seven altogether, two from my dad's first marriage. Wow. But then my mom and dad had five more, and she was this amazing, like, uh, lady in advertising, and she was just making waves, and it was just her and a couple other ladies. They were the original madmen women. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And so I lived in, we grew up on a little farm and she took the train to work every day and, you know, 
that's Which just said she worked all the time even with five kids yeah that's wow. so yep. cool. Yep. She oh would God, for my cool. brothers, she only got to stay home for two weeks each. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> and then with me, by that time she was a boss lady. And um and so she took me to work with her for six months. Wow. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? In New York. In Westchester County, New York. Oh, was wow. Um Ossining is where Don and Betty Draper lived. Mm-hmm. Oh. So like, I feel like they kind of stole from my mom's life a little. Not yeah, yeah, I hope she's getting kickbacks from that. I mean, she should be, but yeah. no, they never consulted her. They should have. <laughs> um, she really was uh, a mogul. Is that the right word? What is a mogul? Yeah. I think that's like correct. A pioneer. She's a pioneer, pioneer. you yeah. guys. So, yeah, and I was never treated. I had no idea that women were treated differently in that's the world. That's so cool. And I'm sort of just realizing that. Really. <laughs> um the only thing is that I felt almost like I had an advantage in my house because I was the only girl and everybody yeah. loved me and treated me like so sweetly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, aside from being beat up and spit on and <laughs> slapped around and made fun By of. a bunch of brothers. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I was sort of, they did cherish this little Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So fuck, man. Growing up and then realizing that women, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize uh, for a while. That yeah. this movement still needed to be happening, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess the other thing I would say about my feminism is that I I feel like um, I don't know does feminism encapsulate everything? Like I would say I'm a a, a humanist almost. Like every like I just don't understand how anybody could not be equal. Right. And so, but I feel like feminism encapsulates all of that. Yeah. Ideally, I mean, historically it hasn't. And that's where you get into like problems with white feminism because it's been a really racist movement in the past. Ah. But ideally, ideally, (laughs) we're all, we're doing the work for all, all people. Yeah. Yeah, I would say in general, I'm a feminist, but I would also say that I do not, that I haven't done the work. Like I haven't. I haven't studied feminism. Mm-hmm. I didn't study it in college, and I don't, you know, I will go to rallies and protests and whatever, but I, I'm i sure there's much more that I could be doing. And But, I, you know, I always speak up, and I yeah. make satire, and, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing what... I think you're doing okay, it. Right. You're doing it. You get the feminist badge today. Well, yes. yeah. well we got through the tough question. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I called my mom on the way here. Oh, really? Yeah. I said, I'm going to tell them that. She said, don't tell them that, Molly. Own it. And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. But I have a pin of hers from the 70s of that fist. Oh, that's that's so cool. I love it. Yeah, she she marched on Washington in the 70s. I don't remember when, guys. I wasn't there. Your mom sounds amazing. She's super great. Yeah. Oh, she's cool. on episode four of my podcast. Oh, I can't wait I to know. listen to that one. Well, speaking of podcasts, oh. <laughs> what a great segue. Yeah. Do you podcast? <laughs> Tell us about your brand new podcast. Oh, my gosh. Is that really the next thing we're going to talk about? Yes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Lindsay told me about it, I, I – was I thought it was maybe satire because I, of your comedy. Yeah. So I thought maybe that would happen. Um, and But I, I did preface it um, before I released it I st- on, on Instagram stories and stuff like that. I kept saying, hey, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing something pretty soon that's going to be really, really real. And I know you're not going to believe it. But um, <laughs> I just want you to know that when I say something is real, it's really real. All that other stuff, I never said it was real. Okay. Right. So the podcast is called Spermcast. And in each episode, I 
uh, I interview a potential sperm donor for myself, and um, eventually, if everything works out according to plan, I will inseminate myself. And uh, it's not just about finding a sperm donor, though. It's also about personal growth mm -hmm. and um, getting to a place where I can financially and emotionally and, you know, all of it, uh, it a place where I can actually make that happen and, and sustain a life <laughs> other than yeah. my own. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how you come to that point in your life because I have a friend, I won't say her name, but she's in her 40s and she has is about to have a baby. She's like five months pregnant. Yeah. And um, she keeps texting me and she's like, it doesn't feel real. It's not even going to feel real. So this baby is here. And she's like, I am freaked out. Is she single? No, she's married, and oh. this baby. But this baby was a surprise because they did not think that they could conceive. So they. She, and did so you it's say kind she's of like her forties. Yeah, she's wow, in her forties, and it was like all natural and a big surprise. Wow. Um, and like because it's such a surprise, I think she's like grappling with like the reality of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when what like what struck you that you're like now's the time I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like even even backing up a little farther than that, like what's been I'm just so curious, like what's been your your journey up to this point with your yeah. relationship with your yeah. reproductive system. I think that, like one of the things I worried about with admitting or saying that I wanted to get a sperm donor was that people would think, oh, she must be ugly or a freak or can't be in a relationship or whatever. But that's, I mean, not, maybe I'm ugly. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm you're kidding. gorgeous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I don't think, I'm none of those things. Mm -hmm. I have had some really wonderful, loving relationships. I've been in uh, three very long, you know, a, a three. I've been in a four and a half year relationship, a two and a half year relationship, a three years on, five mm -hmm. years off, then another three year relationship. Um, yeah, those are some good numbers. I got good numbers, mm -hmm. guys, and a lot of love. And uh, but but nothing worked out the way I planned. And um, I did freeze my eggs when I was thirty seven, and um, that was a wonderful experience for me. I don't want to come across as like an egg freezing ad. but Which uh, I want to ask more about that yeah, process later, but yeah, we can get to that. Happy to talk to you about it. Um, but for me, it was a really wonderful experience because it lifted this huge weight off of my shoulders. And mm. I became creatively free and was able to be myself for the first time in my life and not worry about what men were thinking about me and, you know, worrying about finding the father of my children. I could just be myself. Wow. Um, so it was, re it was very fun. That's And then I did the Bachelor stuff. Right. Um. Which was so good. <laughs> Which we're going to link to. If you haven't watched Molly from The Bachelor, like, I don't know what. I don't even watch The Bachelor. I don't know if I've ever seen one episode. And I went, down a, I went down a, I went down a, because I had watched them all before, and then I watched them all today again. Oh when we, I was, like, prepping for this. I love them I was, so like, much. They're so it funny. is. It will be a highlight of my life when I'm older. Yeah, I, so I really loved for that. the people I haven't watched, we'll play a clip. I'm Molly. I'm 37 years young, and I live in Los Angeles. Being the oldest contestant in Bachelor history is going to be tough, but I'm up for the challenge. I grew up on a farm with six older siblings, and I've been fighting for attention my whole life. So I know how to stand out in a crowd. Yeah, I'm 37, but I have a young spirit. I still love playing outside and joking around. If I had to describe myself in one word, that word would be fun. I've had some wonderful relationships, and I've had genuine love. It just hasn't worked out. I'm not sure why. I know I'm smart, funny. I know I'm somewhat attractive. 
know I'm deserving of love. To you is ben is deserving of love too. Then you better I, I mean, I can feel it. Now like is the time. For the times they are a I edited myself into The Bachelor for a whole season. Creepily seamlessly. Like, seamlessly. it is really well done. <laughs> yes. Oh, and my bit was that I was the oldest contestant so, in Bachelor history. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I just made fun of all the tropes. But it was, uh, uh, you know, it was a good, it was a nice feat for me. I really conquered that somehow. Yeah. And it was exhausting. Oh, so, so yeah, I, I froze my eggs, forgot about that, that, terrible that weight of that ticking clock it wasn't there anymore for so can a while. I ask real quick like when did that go away TikTok. well when did that TikTok start oh well I have always I've always thought about being a mom I've always wanted to mm-hmm. uh, be a mother and have a family probably because I had a big huge family I always wanted five kids yeah um I was babysat as a young kid I mean I feel like I was babysitting when I was 10 isn't that crazy yeah, I mean, that's that's never like when, to this that's day. Like when I, would I started. Never. <laughs> You've never. <babysat>? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have babysat, but I think I was also babysitting at ten, and now that seems no. like like homicide no, to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I was ten years <laughs> Child old. murder. I was ten years old and making two dollars and fifty cents an hour. Um, Those are some chintzy. Yeah, that's a really. Parents. You were very underpaid. <laughs> like it's some, ridiculous. Sometimes I'm like, am I making more and money remember, as an adult as when I did as a babysitter? And I'm like, I think I'm making the same money. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's dark it's too. real dark. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Wow. I just was like in a nice neighborhood where the parents were like, we respect your responsibility, oh, wow. and I got well, paid nicely. Gosh, it was <laughs> that. I mean, it, I would. When I was 10, it was 88, 1988. So it was pretty early on. I yeah. guess the money hasn't changed Still, that though. <laughs> you should have at least been getting like 10 an hour. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. I might yeah. have just been a mother's helper. Okay. Her, okay. And then it might have gone up after that. Mm-hmm. You, you know. increased your rates. <laughs> but I do rem- Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. So I always I always knew I wanted to have kids. I would say that the, that the, the thought of it, it never felt like a big pressure mm-hmm. until – Later on in life, probably, my I guess my thirties. Yeah, um, it's like when other people you know, when it's a reality where people are having them a lot. That's like where it started. Yeah, for but me. I also never thought. I mean, even then, it wasn't like um, I want them right now. It was like okay, but I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, when I have a successful career, when every mm-hmm. when everything's sustainable, when everything's um, steady, and when I have some income, I'll, I'll be able to do that. And I always assumed that I would have. Income, like a God, like mine deeply stability. wavers. On some days, I'm like, if I don't have a baby in the next three years, I'm gonna die. And then on other days, I'm like, I don't want one at all. Yeah, like this is what I'm talking. I mean, it might all be all my like hormones. But. No, I think I think that all women go through that. And I know there were two solid years, different years, uh, where I didn't, where I was opposed to having a baby. Oh, interesting. Um, when I was like late twenties, there yeah. was one year where I was super obsessed with the environment and mm-hmm. I was like not gonna add to my carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just basically doubling your carbon footprint. Right. Um, I mean, if you read too many articles, like humans might not have water by the time our children are grown ups. Children that we may or may yeah. not have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll have a lot of salt water, but we dr- we'll yeah. be drowning in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are we doing? Why do I want more fucking kids? Oh, it's nuts. Biology, I guess. I it don't know. sucks. Yeah. Okay. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then there was another year when a friend's six month old died, <gasps> and so I was like, never. I don't oh. ever want to do this. 
Um, so yeah, and there's there's the scary prospects too yeah. of like I don't know if this will be a successful pregnancy. Right. But anyway. So, but back to the egg freezing, did that creative sort of renaissance mm-hmm. and everything was cool for a couple years, about two years. And then yeah. it just started to hit me again uh, this fall Yeah, where I'm like, I'm going to be 40 in less than a year. Um, I'm dating a guy that has two kids and wants a vasectomy. Um, <laughs> I got to get out of this yeah. and like start figuring out what I'm going to do. Um, because I know I'm not ready at this very moment. This is still me back in the fall thinking. Right. I'm still in her head right now while right. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> um, I'll talk to her. I'll talk about her as she. Um, she, at that moment, did not want to have kids at that moment, but knew that she wanted them in her future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I birthed <laughs> this idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, around Christmas time. Um, yeah, and I was, I, I just thought, I'll just get to talking about it, I guess. And, but then I just started, I've been, it took me a really, really long time to get it off the ground because I, one, have never done a podcast before. Um, and, um, two, it results in a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, I, I just had a, yeah, I just, I had a lack of confidence and, um, needed to do my work to figure out how to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, it's way more complicated than I realized, too. Lindsay does it all. Oh, God, Lindsay. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. And then I just always wish, like, um, it's hot, you know, then there's, like, this whole search of, like, how do you do it sustainably monetarily? Because every week of my life, I wish I could spend more time on making this Produ- podcast yeah, rich, richer yeah. than it is. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, t- it's a tough balance. Yeah. But I'm, it's, like, such a great medium. Yeah. And I, I love how you're doing it. I love how you throw commentary in mm-hmm. after the fact. And it's, yeah. like, um, it's like you're an omniscient narrator of your journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because I also, mm, gosh, I was going to say something right when you were talking. What was that? Huh. Oh, I was just going to say how much I'm enjoying w- making it. Yeah. Um, it is really fun. It feels very, very creative. And if I could get paid to do it, I would, like, right. do it, you know, yeah, 40 hours every a week. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm doing it for free and spending, like, 30 hours yeah. a week because I'm insane and obsessive. Yeah. And, yeah. like, need to really figure out how to do it more uh succinctly yeah it's um, not it's a journey it's not oh easy. my gosh yeah, yeah i'm learning i think it's gonna get easier as i go on but you know just you know four or five episodes in and i am exhausted but i think it's gonna get easier so yeah. you're doing a lot of it in real time yes yeah, so yeah. i did my first interview in january and then i didn't do anything with that didn't even listen to it for a month and then um i did my second because i wasn't ready i was right. i was freaked out and i was like no one's gonna everybody's gonna hate my high voice and nobody's gonna be able to listen to this for an hour <laughs> you have a delightful Thanks. voice Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> and then I did two more episodes or two more interviews in March. And then I was like, okay, I need to get this going. I need to get this out. My clock is ticking. <laughs> and I had grown already from January to March um, for, through the conversations that I was having with these fellas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I had planned on on having a bunch in the can and then just uh, putting them out in whatever order worked best. But then I decided I needed to put them out in the order I did them in because I had changed from each one to the next and um, and that I didn't want to record anymore until I actually released the podcast so that it would happen in real time because it feels like a real journey and I wanted my listeners to go on that journey with me. And yeah. I think that people are enjoying that about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, now we're in real time. Um, I'm, I'm all caught up and 
I don't know who knows what, who's new, who knows what's <laughs> next. So how are you feeling oh. right now? Like now you're in real time, but in, but it's the first time that you've been able to like get really any feedback from audience. Like, yeah. How 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 are you? What's what's <laughs> go, what's up? What's going on? Um. Well, in all honesty, let's say uh, two weeks ago, I was like, I could do this in, um, I could do this within a year. Um, like have my donor figure figure out who's going to be my donor. Um, but no, don't worry, I'm not going to cry. But my dog did pass away about a week and a half, no. a, a, a week ago. Oh, so that's thank you. Your first baby. My first baby yeah. of 15 years. Yeah. Oh my god, and. And since then, I've got a real negative bent on everything right yeah. now. So yeah. I think it's going to take me a little time yeah. um, to get back to my blind optimism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, you know, I was like, two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, 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 this podcast is going to make me a million dollars and I'm going to be so, like, yeah. I'm going to be able to have this baby with whoever I want and I'm, we'll have a great life together and I'll do whatever. Uh, I don't know. I just felt yeah. so positive. But now there's just a, a blanket of sadness <laughs> yeah. on top of everything. Yeah. 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 And it's put, I put a lot of doubt in my mind. Just everything sort of turned a little darker. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy today. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. be sad, listeners. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing was that, like, I haven't – now, this is a – I don't know. I guess it's okay to talk about. Uh, I feel a little guilty, but um, for the last 15 years, I've had a very dependent – dependent, and um, he wasn't very uh, a very healthy dog, and so uh, he did live a long life, which mm-hmm. is wonderful, and in the last six months, he was very happy. Um, but um, I f- am free for the first time in 15 years, and yeah. I'm like, do I want – to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have not been able to just go sleep at a guy's house. Right. Without bringing my dog, who's probably going to throw up on their carpet and yeah. need to go out at three in the morning in this dumb guy's apartment building or yeah. something. You know? Yeah. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My dog has kept me from making so many bad decisions. Oh. I thank her for oh, that. Oh, that's good. I should <laughs> yeah. think about it that way. Oh, sweet thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. She That's definitely great. has. Yeah. 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 And really... also, too, if I do allow them to come to my house, I'm like, guess who else sleeps in this bed? That's and right. if you don't like it, you can leave right now. That's right. Hell yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We know who's number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is a different, it's a different feeling to, you know, not have to walk your dog or uh, take totally. them around the, you know, feed them fancy foods and yeah. spend whatever, take them to the vet or yeah. uh, come home to them yeah um yeah so it's it's different and um you're like new you're like newly divorced mom or something you're like well now i party yeah party time yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah i've gone out i've not come back until midnight yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> crazy i'm a wild one yeah. no but i but it's yeah. uh it's just different not to have a dependent mm-hmm. and uh you know I think I'll be. I think I'll be back to normal in a couple of weeks. But yeah. right now, it's like meh. You're in a. Yeah. I'm in a place. Transitional sort yes. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space. Yeah. <laughs> what was your initial like vision of motherhood for yourself, and has that started? As a young one. Yeah, and has it started to change with the podcast? Um, I mean, as a child, I always thought I'd have five kids and um, be married and a working mom, just like like just your like mom. My mom. Yeah, yeah that's I just really always sweet. thought that and. Um, uh, I do remember watching a movie. <laughs> this is so funny because I called my brother the other day to find out what the movie was called. 
Um, there's this movie called The Wild Life with Eric Stoltz and... Um, Sounds vaguely familiar. Um, what's his name? The brother of the... Doesn't matter. Oh, Penn. Sean Penn's brother. <laughs> anyway. Um, there is a, another Penn. Yeah. Er, not Eric. No, it's Eric Stoltz. Anyway, uh, The Wild Life. Um, in this movie, there are two teenage girls talking about when they're going to get married and have kids. And they're like, I'm going to wait until I'm 30. I was literally <laughs> six or seven years old when I watched this rated R teen sex comedy. Oh my God. I'll say the description. An 80s teen romp involving Bill and his apartment, Jim and his rebellious antics, Tom and his crazy self, and Anita with her older man, David. Oh, it's, oh Cameron Crowe wrote it. Now I'm going to watch it. I mean, it, it was good. But there's literally <laughs> lots of tits in it. Yeah. It <laughs> a lot like of it. naked tits. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, a lot of sex. And uh, I was six. Oh, shit. Rick Moranis is in it. Damn. Oh, <laughs> Rick um, And, uh, yeah, these girls are talking about their plan for marriage. They say, oh, I'm not going to get married and have kids till I'm 30. Yeah. And so that's when I, in my brain, I made my blueprint for... Having in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait till I'm 30. Like, that's yeah. a that's a cool woman. Yeah. yeah. A modern woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the day, it was. That was waiting a long time back in the day. Yeah. 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 I guess so. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, we're so impressionable when we're kids. Like oh, you're yeah. You're handed a little baby doll when you're six months old, mm-hmm. and you know that one day you're supposed to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, that so my original idea was have five kids and be married and all that stuff, and that didn't happen by thirty. But I, I, I wasn't super worried about it, and you know, the the number five kept getting less over the years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now it's you know, it's one. But I I won't mind if there are twins in right. this procedure, or maybe maybe I um, with my sperm donor, I, I with their donor sperm, I will get pregnant. Um, with like a home pregnancy, what's it called? A a home insemination kit, uh-huh. and maybe I won't use my eggs for I that. I was just about to ask that. And are then, you? and yeah. I can maybe if maybe use my fu- future. No, sorry, maybe use my frozen eggs down the line when right, I have a special man in my life. If mm-hmm. I have a special man, mm-hmm. um, and there's that surrogate option too, even. But the, so this is part of my drive to. Uh, have a baby is actually the pregnancy. You want to do it. You want to be pregnant. Almost more than it. I want a baby. Wow. And this wow. is something that I'm also in the last week sort of thinking about more because I'm like, maybe I don't want a fucking baby. Maybe I just want that feeling of pregnancy and childbirth. And so I'm going to be speaking with a surrogate very soon to do an episode Fascinating. First it, of all, I didn't know until you just said it that you could be you could buy an insemination kit for your home and do it so yourself. It's a turkey yeah, baster. It, yeah, the turkey baster <laughs> sitch. Yeah, but I didn't really know that that would like turn out successfully. That like yeah, it's basically like just like having sex. You just squirt it up there. Damn. <laughs> and you do the handmade post handmaids too. Like, oh my leg God. hold up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's forty bucks on eBay. Is it? <laughs> Just go buy a turkey baster. Oh my God. Uh, three dollars. Yes, there's one called the Stork Conception Aid. Yeah, I yeah. don't really like that title. That one's fifty dollars. The Stork is that why don't you like it? Because that's not science. Um it's not science and it does not come with as many <laughs> things as the other one. It seems like less scientific in general. Does it look like 
like a turkey baster? No, it looks like a dildo. Oh. That one looks oh, like a dildo. Oh, maybe it's a little fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one to get, it's really. Set up the area. Does it vibrate? Yeah. I know. That's very Set up the area me. you want the sperm donor to use. So he needs to be, cl- like, fucking close by. Yeah. Set up the area you're oh, going they, to they use. Oh, because to be fresh. Yeah. yeah. Set up the area you're going to use for insemination. When your donor arrives, make him as comfortable as possible. <laughs> I didn't know this was about him, but okay. If you used a jar, Keep wait. If you used a jar, that's fucking scientific. Wait 10. Did you have pickles in it before he came over? Like, what the hell? Wait 10 minutes for the semen to liquefy. What? Lay down with your hips raised up on a pillow and relax your body. P.S. Those are like the only steps. And like making him comfortable, that's like really got me annoyed right now. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> it's like what step two? Make him fucking comfortable? Christ. I didn't Is that see code it. for I always let thought... him go to the bathroom and jerk off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <gasps> Yeah, why didn't they just say that? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. oh. And uh, P.S. This kit, where I just read the instruction, is called co-parents, which oh. also, like, who knows what this parenting situation is going to be. Yeah. That's huh. another episode I'm going to do. Because I, yeah. I know a couple co-parents. Yeah. So, I can't wait to listen to all these. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting stuff. And yes, I've got, like, a, a, a family lawyer who knows all mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the ins and outs. And I, I also spoke with somebody that... Uh, did a got her baby's sperm from a sperm bank, and she gave me the rundown on how all that works, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Do you specifically want to know the donor? I don't really care. I'm sort of just exploring everything conceptually mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the men that I've interviewed so far are actual potential people that yeah. I would like to use, uh, or could possibly. I don't know. You know, yeah, they're yeah. all they're all contenders. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing your very own bachelorette. <laughs> That's right. Yes, um, and I'm also curious about how it is in their heads. Like, you know, what does it cost? What does it take for uh, a man to? Yeah, it's really easy to you know ejaculate, right? But, but how, what is it? What is the emotional cost? Yeah, and um, some of them, it's interesting. Some of them are like, um, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I, it's too much for me. I know I'll th- be thinking about that kid my whole life, or mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to see the kid on Instagram. And, yeah, <laughs> and then others are like. Yeah, spread my seed. Get it out there. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got great. I got great little guys. Yeah. That's yeah. women. Um, Wait, so th- your first choice, though, just to clarify, your first choice is to do it, to try and get pregnant with somebody else's sperm, like, pretty naturally. I think you want to try choice, that first. I think my first choice would be the least expensive route, which would be um, the home insemination kit. I mean, thirty nine ninety nine. Right. Yep. Right. Plus, plus someone willing right. to get comfortable. Right. And now, if I go to a sperm bank, each one of those little vials is nine hundred bucks. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> but they've done testing that you would not testing. be able to do. If I will you just did be it. doing genetic testing on on whoever I want to use in the end. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I've got I'm a carrier of certain things, which I learned when I was getting my eggs frozen. Oh. So I don't. I have recessive genes for like. Like um, cystic fibrosis and a couple other things, which I wow. can't remember. Um, so I'll need to make sure that the other person doesn't is, is not a carrier. Carrying those things, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. How um, much is genetic testing? I think for? the I think it was about five fifty for some reason. So that still still cheaper than going to the sperm bank that is done. Yeah, all but that. I'll probably test a couple people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> 
I'll have to do a second round of interviews with the with the finalists. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then see who gets the final rose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I or love maybe, it. you know, maybe they'll have sex with me. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to complicate things. No, but the cheapest route would be the turkey baster sitch. And then the next uh, would be turkey baster with hormones. That would be... Oh, to like... Like, I could take hormones if I'm not... If it's not working well. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Um, The next would be IUI, which is intrauterine insemination, where you're doing... I think that's basically the same thing. It's just... It's hormone-assisted, but they're doing it in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. So a little more control. A little more control, and I don't know, deets. I got to get into it, though. Yeah. so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the next thing would be IVF, uh, in vitro fertilization, where you uh, fertilize an embryo and then... uh, in, implant in, thank you yeah. implant the embryo into the and, pro- wall. and you probably would implant more than one because that's a costly situation true and yeah. that's how people end up with multiple with, yeah. multiples yeah. Yeah. but yeah. but I do I'm not sure if you have to do multiples these no, days no you don't I mean you don't expensive? have to but they usually say do you want to do two do you want to do three like they oh, usually shit. ask you yeah I don't want to yeah. do three <laughs> no May, yeah go ahead Wait. oh I was gonna say then is that your frozen eggs and that would be with my frozen eggs, yeah. Got it. And I do have sixteen. Wow. Um, and they want they back when I did it, they said they want to have at least ten for every baby that you want to have. So um, you know, if I did use my frozen eggs, maybe there's still some left over if I want to. Maybe whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's another caveat to this, which comes up in the uh, uh, in my podcast. I haven't gone into great detail about it yet, but remember I told you about that guy with two kids. Well, I was going to ask about your dating life. I just met him. Oh, yeah. He's quite lovely. Isn't he sweet? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Wait, so what's the caveat? (laughs) That I'm still dating him. Oh, you're still dating him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we stopped dating for a while. Yeah. Stopped dating um, from November through December, then saw him again January, February, then stopped again. March, April, and now he's back again, and now we like each other quite a bit, but Guess we'll see where back. it goes. Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> so how has this, like, if it's too personal, you don't have no, to no, answer, no. but, like, how how has this impacted your relationship with each other? I, it my, my podcast has made it possible for the two of us to see each other, because if I knew he didn't want to have kids and I wasn't doing this podcast then I wouldn't be able to date him because I know that I do want kids. Right, right. So uh, now I can just relax and and see where things go with him. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not blind to the uh, fact that, like, it – or he isn't blind to the fact that he will at some – if we continue to date, he will at some point be dating a pregnant a woman pregnant with woman. somebody else's sperm. Right. Yeah. And he's okay with that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He cool. seems quite enlightened. Yeah. 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 Yeah, How old are his kids? Three and six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'll be on the podcast at some point. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met his kids? Nope. No. Because okay. his divorce is not, well, gosh, I don't know how detailed I should get into this, but yeah, it's not through. Uh, Got it. Uh, he's just waiting for the paperwork to come back from, you know. I want to keep everything good and safe for him and his family and all that stuff before I intrude (laughs) and take over. (laughs) 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 That's totally what ladies do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, Like, I... 
I'm so glad you've so detailed thought about all these things. Like, I'm well, still out there just rolling the dice. Well, I haven't I'm like, until maybe, now. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll find a dude. I don't know. I'm just, like, continuing to roll the dice. Because that's like, what our lives are. That's what all yeah. women do. We're always rolling the dice. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think anybody can plan it. And I don't think – I mean, unless you s- settle down with the first guy you meet and and – Unless you're lucky enough to meet that one person immediately, great. Or you're like, this guy's okay, but I know I'm just going to marry him because I want those kids. Right. Unless you do one of those two things, there's no guarantees. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. There's no regrets you should have. Like, When did you come to the point that you were like, I'm totally good doing this completely alone? I don't mind doing it alone. It's more... I mean, like, I know that I'm a capable, uh, I feel like I just railroaded whatever you were about to say. No, <laughs> I don't even remember. We'll go back to it. <sighs> we you, will. Uh, oh, yes. We <laughs> have to. Um, I. So what was your question just now? Sorry. About doing we, it alone. Doing it alone, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I feel 100% capable of doing everything on my own, except the money part. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for some reason, you know, I I blindly thought, you know, I'll I'll be rich by this time next year. Not rich, but like, I guess I've oh, that's what's kept me alive in yeah. Los Angeles all these years. Yeah. Is that like, no, nah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. You it's do have happen. to have a level of blind optimism, I think, to stay here. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, sometimes the reality comes and and knocks you down a little bit, mm-hmm. but then you get back up and <laughs> pretend everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. you know, a uh, friend of mine, I did say this in, in another episode, so at some point I said, um, I have a friend who told me that I have an incredible, um, what was it, a, a, an incredible capacity for hope in the in the face of constant rejection. Oh, <laughs> that's, I, I mean, it. that's what you need. It's like maybe the definition of living in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But, but yeah. I, do, I think I'm perfectly capable of doing it by myself. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know, I guess I always just thought that I'd have a partner to help me with the money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of fun to as a control freak like not have to worry about um you know, making decisions with somebody else about my child <laughs> That's and what I- um <laughs> like not worrying about like that our life uh, goals are different or right. that his politics are different than mine or mm-hmm. that he wants to spank the fucking kid or yeah. I don't know like yeah. um, I get to make all those important decisions and nobody has any other any say in it but me yeah. that's kind of cool I should talk yeah, to her yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally yeah um, yeah so I mean Angela I want you to ask this next question about adoption mm. oh yeah so 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 why don't you just adopt? <laughs> have people been asking you that? Every episode. But, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love I love the idea of adopting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of this biological need for me to carry a baby um, mm-hmm. in me. And my mom, I, that's another thing. My mom has always talked about how much she loved being pregnant. Oh, interesting. And I've always, ju- I just want to feel that. That's so because I really don't, and maybe I can hold your have your baby for you. I would. I, I mean, I. You're not ready. <laughs> it's like I'm super not ready. I'm also like, who is it? I saw some stand up do this. Like, I would love to be a dad. I don't know that I want to be a mom, but I would love to be a dad. That's so funny. Um, That's so funny. So like that idea. Like I kind of get it in, but I'm also I'm I'm 31, so mm-hmm. I feel like this could change for me in the next five years Possibly. when things are maybe going to change. It still feels like I I have like a little bit of time before I have to start making some bigger decisions, mm. but um, 
Yes, you have time, by the way. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can kind of understand, like, this is pro- the coolest thing a human can do, really. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I get, like, as a science experiment, but I don't feel... I don't feel like a physical want for yeah. that. Do you feel like, is it like a... I don't like, know if it's like a throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> like a like baby a throbbing in there. Um, like a tugging in your loins. Yeah, like I mean, that. has this happened it, to you where you've held a very new baby and you just start to cry and you're like, I want this. I oh, mean, I that cry. has happened to me. Hmm. It happened with Amy's baby because he's the baby that I've gotten the closest to ever. Like she's wow. like a close friend that I was like very with her through her experience. Wow. And that was the first time I was like with with anybody so closely. Mm-hmm. And I held that baby when he was like a week. And I literally yeah. was like, oh, I want this. Oh. Like that was like literally the moment for me where I was like, I really want to do this at mm. some point. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have that if I've had that moment or if I have that moment every single time because I have seen I've been to delivery rooms many times because I have a lot oh. of nieces and nephews and, and a couple friends and I've, That's cool. that have uh, you know I've I've held I, I also take newborn photos um, oh yeah so I'm around babies a lot yeah. I'm kind of a you baby whisperer you the of, of oh, comedy wish. baby photos comedy baby <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really know how funny. to say her name, but I love yeah, her that yeah. pictures. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm no Ann Geddes. Is that her name? Ann Something Geddes. like that. Something like that. I think you're right. These are the babies in the plant. Yeah. The babies in the yeah. flowers. I, I mean, amazing how she does that. Yeah. She has a lot of assistance, but, you know, um, I'm really good at putting a baby to sleep. Oh, the point of this was that, like, I've been – I cry every time I see them. But I'm not sure if I'm crying because I want the baby or I'm just so happy for my friend or my sister-in-law or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just overjoyed. Like, I also used to shoot weddings, and I would cry at every wedding. And right. I don't know these people, but I'm just weeping. Right, yeah. right. And the camera's shaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like um, – yeah, so I I'm, and I'm a big crier. Yeah, yeah. as you'll find out That's on the podcast. Great. You do you cry in the first episode. I started crying. I did too. That's when I knew episode. that it wasn't because yeah. I was like, this could still be satire. And then I was like, oh, this is real. Like this is this is her life. This I is amazing. recorded that, and then I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to leave that yeah. in. Yeah, I had the capability of cutting it out, but I was like, damn it. I think it's good. I'm, I love yeah. that you kept it in. Yeah. I love that you kept it in. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know if I had that specific moment or if I, if I always have that moment. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's, I don't know if it's a tugging. Right. I don't know if it's a... But I can remember this is very specific memories of people's children. But I also met a friend's child, like, when I was 29 and mm. she was also tw- like, when I was younger. And I literally was like... I held the baby awkwardly. I didn't feel oh. any emotion. Mm. I was like, oh, maybe I'm never supposed to be a mom. It's but then, fun. like, now I'm like, no, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally changed for me. It's and wild. I didn't, like, go through my whole life being like, I have to be a mom. I have to be a mom. Like, yeah. it is very recent for me. Yeah. And it is visceral. Like, I just <gasps> can't even control the emotion, like, at all. Wow. Like, at all. Because <laughs> it, it's a source of... I think I'm correct in saying, like, it's a source of anxiety for of you. Of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Molly and I are are fairly close in age. So, like, mm-hmm. I totally have to be, like, I got to freeze my eggs, like, tomorrow. Like, yeah. if I want to be a mom, like, naturally be a mom. Like, yeah. I can adopt a baby. If you don't want to do it today. If you don't want to be yeah. a mom today. Yeah, and, like, I, I really want to do it with a partner. I don't have the confidence to do it alone. Like, yeah. I think it's, like, too... I've watched my friend Amy do it, and like you, I don't. Maybe wanna... you could co-parent with another woman. I know, like I don't yeah, want to. Um... Do people do that? 
I don't want to do what my friend Amy's doing. I would co-parent yeah. with. I would, <laughs> I would co-parent with another mm. woman if she wanted to. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Actually, I'm not that know. close to anybody. Actually, I don't know. I mean, I am, but. Uh, it complicates think... things because then if you do have a relationship, then you're kind of in a almost divorced setting or yeah like I've just always truly imagined being in love and doing it with somebody I'm in love with yeah. like for yeah. that's how I've imagined yeah. it always now can you I'm not saying you should do this but I think for myself if this doesn't work out I'm gonna be okay yeah can you feel that for yourself if it doesn't work out to do it that way to do it anyway okay? to do it at all um what do you mean to have a kid. If you don't, if it doesn't, you can try your hardest, but if it doesn't happen, you're going to be okay. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I think probably maybe more than other people because I've chosen to marry my career for much of my life. Yeah. And I, like that feels like a child sometimes. <laughs> you're oh, like yeah. trying to like grow and birth and make projects. Yeah. And yeah, I do dude. think I will be okay. I think that yeah. I will probably like adopt like maybe even way later in life. Yeah, if we I can always don't. do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. back to your question. Yeah. When it's your oh, dead. and I don't, I, I don't know if it's a physical thing or not. Right, right. I don't know if I actually feel it down there, but um, or in your heart, it's not in my heart. Okay, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I poo pooed that idea so much. No, no, I just want to feel it. Um, that's that negative part of me right now. Um, but adopting costs money too. It does. And yeah, it totally costs I don't. Money. And if I'm not, if I don't have to, sometimes even more money than what you're planning. Right. Adoption can be really expensive. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm not going after that that drive to have a baby, then I don't know if the drive to actually uh, be a mom uh, is enough. I don't. I don't know if it's enough to go into debt or just, right. I. I just. I. I. I would love to adopt if I had all kinds of money. That's mm-hmm. it. That's basically it. I yeah. would love. I would do all these baby. Oh, things. I totally have a fantasy of being Diane Keaton and being like seventy and being like, "Look at my beautiful yes babies that I adopted." You Amazing. Know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would do all this baby stuff if I had a lot of money. Totally. Mm-hmm. So it's just. I think because of the careers we've chosen, we're in a particularly hard place and. Uh, yeah, we have to make some hard decisions or or just weigh a lot of weigh a lot of hard things. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's nice to be able to totally date though and like zero think about that. I mean, it's sort of in the back of my mind. Yeah, like still. how do you you don't, can't I don't feel like you think legit that, can't shut that down. <laughs> it's like impossible. Yeah, but the <laughs> other thing is let's say the fellow I was that I'm dating did want to have kids. I do I want it because I want to have a baby sooner than later, do I want to make a decision with somebody I'm not, that I don't know all that well yet? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I've had long-term relationships that have ended. Sure. So do I want to enter into a lifelong partnership with somebody who I've only known for a year? And then you're giving away that control piece that, That's that true. feels very important to you. That's and you, you talk about it a lot in your podcast. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that feels... Yeah. So, so I don't even know if, if he did want to have kids with me, would I... I mean, I don't want to have a kid yet. I don't right. know. Yeah. Ever, if you're listening. I don't know. Yeah. 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 He'll probably listen. It, like, rushes yeah. the natural progression of a, like, puts a crazy pressure yes, on Yes, and things. that's been on, I will say, that has affected every relationship I've really? ever been in, except for the last couple of years since I froze my eggs, where I have wow. broken up with men after two months, because I know they're not the father of my children, 
and I don't have time to waste. Wow. Yeah. Since I was, I know I, I said that to somebody when I was 28. I said, mm-hmm. I'm no spring chicken. He laughed at me and he said, you're 28. And I said, I don't care. I know what I want. And yeah. yeah. It didn't work for me, guys. So <laughs> I would say if you're a young person listening to this, don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Enjoy your relationship and, um, you know, make decisions based on your self-worth and what you, how that person treats you and yeah. all, and what you want from their relationship. But don't base it on whether or not, uh, that I don't know. You're going to get pregnant. With that person. Yeah. Yeah. Just give, give yourself a little bit of... <laughs> Uh, a little bit of fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, we very sadly have to give up this recording booth oh, soon. Shit. No, but I want to ask you like 10 million more questions, so we just have to have you back. Okay. But the final <laughs> the final question for the evening is, if a man wants to apply to be your donor, yeah. how do they do that? Well, I have a number of different ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, well, Spermcast is the name of the podcast, yeah. and uh, so I've got – I'm like Spermcast across the board um, – uh, you can reach me at spermcast at gmail.com, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at spermcast. Um, or you can call my hotline, uh, yes. 323-741-1818. And where else? Where else? Call, yeah, email me. I'm totally down. I would love to interview a complete stranger because so far I've only yeah. interviewed friends. That's awesome. fun. Yeah. Amazing. And um, uh, real quick, if you want to look at my uh, bachelor stuff, <laughs> yes, we'll link like it. We're and we're gonna play a it. clip too. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you can always find everything, all of my old videos and stuff on my YouTube page. We just YouTube need page. to have you back to talk about okay. what it was like to be on The Bachelor. Yes, <laughs> yes, we could totally devote an episode to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, this has been so fun. Thanks, you guys. Thank Thanks you. I had a really great time here. This was awesome. Um, clams, as always, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, welcome to the Clam Bake, on Twitter, Clam Bake Pod. Find us on Facebook or call our hotline at 657-243-3789. 657-243-3789. Tell us if you're freezing your eggs, <laughs> how, how your fertility stitch is going, let us know. All of our listeners are 15. <laughs> are they really? They're very young, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, don't worry, just enjoy yourselves. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. And if you're interested in being a clam bastard, email us at welcome to the clam bake pod at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks as always to Campfire Media, our producer Ryan Counthouse. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find them. Leave us a review, please. We'd love it. Yeah. yeah thank you so much, clams. We'll catch you on the next wave when we get baked together yeah, again. Yeah, thanks for getting baked. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Never dying. Never dying. Fitbits. I'm going to try to moisturize my face more. Yeah, alcohol. Should we drink more or less? <laughs> Cheap Chipotle dates for two. We bring you hot episodes every Monday from Campfire Media, so make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. 
campfire. <laughs> 